I want to be your real estate resource. Hey everyone, and welcome to Your Real Estate Resource. I'm your host, Steve Ravithis with Ravithis Realty, and this show is dedicated 100% on the topic of real estate. Uh, today, we are lucky enough to have with us Rick Galarno from Mass Radon LLC. Rick is the founder and a consultant uh, now for Mass Radon. Rick is a certified radon mitigator, uh, trained at the National Radon Proficiency Program, sponsored by Rutgers University, and he is listed with the Mass Board of Health uh, Radiation Control Program. So, some uh, strong credentials there, Rick. Welcome to the show, man. Thank you. Glad that we could be here. Yeah. So, tell me a little bit about the history uh, behind your company. Well, I uh, I formed a company uh, about seventeen years ago, sixteen years ago now. I was a uh, real estate inspector at the time, property inspector, um, with a pretty good business and had gotten to build quite a realtor mark uh, base. Base. Yeah. Um, and we were doing radon testing at the time and as part of the home inspection process. And we were coming up with homes that had elevated levels of radon. And people were asking what to do with that. And we were trying to find people that we could send them to to have that mitigated and taken care of. And what we found was there was really nobody in western Massachusetts at the time that was doing radon mitigation. So I checked with the Board of Health, and uh, who kind of oversees uh, the radiation control program, and asked them if they thought there was a viable business opportunity there, and they said, absolutely, we need somebody in the area and uh, get certified, and then they will list me and, and sell me. So uh, we did that. We uh, took the uh, training course. Uh, it was a week-long course uh, with about mitigation, testing, what radon is, health concerns with it. Uh, I got certified and uh, hung out my shingle and started doing that utilizing my realtor network to you know help with with uh, with uh, that so that's kind of how it started and it grew uh over the years um from that uh to a point where i stopped doing real estate inspections and just focused strictly on the radon business it went uh, very well and continued to grow over the years um i sold the company to john dickin in 2017 who's the current owner and he has continued with the same values that we started which is Great customer service, uh, fair, open, honest, transparent about everything that we do. And the main focus was with the realtors to make sure that we made closings happen on time. And nothing that we did was to cause any kind of delays in the process of home buying. And uh, so that's where we are today. And so let's do a little bit of education for, for the listeners. Sure. What is radon? Let's Ra start there. <laughs> yeah, right. Radon, radon is, is a gas. It's, okay. Uh, and it's a decay product of uranium. Now, uranium is a naturally occurring element that's found underground. <clears throat> and as all things that are radioactive, they go through a decay process where they break down into other elements. And uh, uranium breaks down into several things, and one of them is radon gas. Uh, because it's a gas, it moves underground in the soil, along with soil gases and water that runs underground. And what happens is it's always venting itself out of the earth through the lawns and everywhere else. And when you build a house and you stick a foundation on, on that, that radon, whatever was there, is still trying to vent itself out of the earth, but now it's getting stuck under the foundation and it can't go anywhere. So it builds up in pressure and then it works its way into the basement of your house typically uh, or in the house at all, if it's a slab built house. And uh, it uh, finds its way into cracks and openings in the slabs, sump pumps, things like that. 
Um, it is a lung cancer carcinogen. Uh, about 23,000 people a year die from radon-induced lung cancer, and it's the second leading cause of lung cancer next to smoking. So it is a significant health concern. It can also be contributed uh, to your the radon that you breathe is uh, can be uh, added to by your well water uh, as well. So if you have a well in the house, um, then that could be contributing also to the airborne radon. So we strongly recommend airborne radon testing and waterborne radon testing. And there's tests available for both of those. And uh, that will give us a, an idea of what your situation is. And the thing that I had uh, talked about earlier is that all homes have radon in it. There's a misconception that there's places where you're not going to find it, but that's not really the case. So it gets into your lungs by breathing. It attaches itself to dust particles. You breathe those in. And again, like I said, with things radioactive that decay, radon also decays. And when it decays, it gives off a thing called um, radon daughters. And it splits. <clears throat> when it does that, it gives off a small burst of energy inside your lungs. This is all happening at the cellular level. Mm -hmm. And when that happens, it damages the cell. And a damaged cell is typically the start of cancer. Sure. Um, and so that's why it becomes such a health concern. Biggest misconception that, that you see in the industry? Biggest misconception, there's, there's actually probably a couple of them. One of them is is uh, where there's radon and where there's not. So there is a lot of people, including some real estate agents, who think that there are areas or neighborhoods uh, or states that don't have radon problems, and that's a big misconception. Uh, radon is found in every house on the planet, and the real question is not whether you have it or not, but how much do you have? And testing is the only way to find out. Uh, another misconception that goes along with that is uh, sometimes people think that, well, nobody else on my street has had a problem with radon. I don't need to test. And that's another uh, uh, situation where it just doesn't, it doesn't ring true. So testing is the, the only way to find out. You could be the only house on the street with elevated levels of radon, or you could be the only house on a street with reduced lower levels of radon. Sure. It's... Uh, kind of spreads around and, and it can be anywhere. And so that's why testing is so important because there's really no safe areas to, to speak of. So let's go there next. What are my options for testing? What are the costs uh, involved with All those right. options? Testing comes in a couple options. If you're doing a real estate transaction, you would want a third-party independent tester to do that, obviously, so there's no uh, no, no conflicts. Yep. Um, typically radon tests run about a hundred, hundred and fifty dollars approximately, depending on who's doing it and what their prices are. But that's basically what the, uh, cost for a, for a, a third party radon test by a license or certified mitigator or tester to do. Um, there are options with doing it yourself. There are radon kits that are available through hardware stores, uh, home centers, things like that, that you can purchase and do your own radon tests. And we recommend that to anybody who's not in the process of selling their home, but just living there and wants to know what their levels are. It's a fairly easy test to conduct. It's a matter of opening a canister, <clears throat> leaving it set out somewhere for about 48 hours in the home. And it tells you in the instructions where to put it and then sending it into a lab and they'll send you back a report that tells you what your levels of radon are. Yeah, and there's certain guidelines uh, that are what, federal guidelines on, on what's acceptable and what's not? A lot of it's federal. Some size the states get involved. Uh, on the federal side, mostly airborne radon, and they have set a limit of four picocuries per liter of air. And a picocurie is a measure of radon. Um, so they recommend that anything that's 
very close to four or above four, they strongly recommend you mitigate it, and that's to remove it or reduce it. Uh, you can never re- remove all of it, but it can be reduced to what is considered safe levels. On the waterborne side, that changes from state to state. The Massachusetts has set a limit of 10,000 picocuries per liter uh, for your water, well water, and other states have much lower levels. Connecticut, New Hampshire are down around 2,000 picocuries per liter. So that kind of varies by state for the waterborne part of it. Okay. Um, and so I, I can do the canister thing myself. I can hire an outside professional if it's during the, the process. It goes off to a lab. It comes back, and it's going to tell me, yes, I'm at four, I'm above four, I'm below four, et cetera. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and times a year, right? Can we? Is that going to vary? Yes. Times a year can have some effect as well as weather. Okay. Uh, it, it, regardless of the time of year but uh winter time because our houses are typically closed up for the heating season no windows and doors or if you open and close the door it's pretty quickly you don't leave things open so as a result you're not getting a lot of fresh air into the house um another uh misconception is that older houses have more problems with radon and actually that's not really true Newer houses, and I'm talking from probably the 1970s on up, we'll call those newer as opposed to turn of the century homes, um, find that uh, they have higher problems because during the 70s, we really got energy conscious and started making homes tighter and tighter and less natural air exchange in the house. So we found higher levels in those as opposed to your old houses that have a little more ventilation sure. than just kind sure. of natural the way the construction was. So I guess your recommendation then would be to test during the winter when it's going to be at its peak because you could, t- I mean, how much could things vary? I mean, I don't know that you would know the answer if you've tested in both scenarios, but. Well, it's hard to put a number to that because you don't you don't really have a, a baseline to go by, but but it's typically in- going to be higher. You know, it, it's a good idea to test any time of the year, and they recommend, the EPA does, that you test every two years regardless of what your level is. And regardless if you have a radon system installed or not, you should still continue to test every two years because things can change. Things change underground, the earth moves, new sure. fissures and cracks can open up underground and create new pathways for radon. So you may not have had a problem at one point. And we've run into that uh, with real estate transactions where someone purchased a house, say, three, four years ago, did a radon test, and they were at an acceptable right. level. And now three, four years later, they're selling and their radon levels are high and they can't understand why that is. Yeah, you you mentioned something um, previously about so time of year, uh, but you said weather as well. Are we talking temperatures could affect it or uh, mostly or? wind and rain? Okay. Uh, heavy rains. It's not a great idea to test during a heavy rainstorm because it caps the ground and does and it stops the natural venting action of radon out of the ground, and that water pressure tends to push down the radon and it ends up ending up under a house. Okay. Um, anything else with regards to the testing process, levels, et cetera? I want to talk basically on the second half. We are coming up against the break here on, on the mitigation side. So assuming that we come in with high, but anything else that people should know? Um, any certain things that might say, hey, if you've got X, you're at an even higher risk of, of having some radon or uh, it typically, if your home is built in rocky and ledgy areas or up on hills and small mountains, things like that, we tend to find higher levels there. Yep. But it doesn't mean that there's not radon in places that are not 
in rocky ledge areas. We've also found radon in sandy areas or along riverbanks and things like that. So it's uh, you, you have a higher incident of the probability of having it if yep. you live in those rocky ledge areas. But again, what about, it's what about a, foundation types? If you're talking about field stone, which to me would allow more to come in than the poured foundation, could those things play in? Or? Yeah, field stone typically they have a little bit less. Um, because they're, they're not only are they just flat stones that are kind of stacked on each other, the foundation, but there's a lot of air ventilation that can so go in can and, out. Get and out. So it can actually help dilute it, and sometimes it can, as you said, let, let more in. in. Awesome. And again, it's there's a lot of it that's not yeah. rock solid, this, you yep. know, black and white. It, it, it's a testing kind of a thing is the only way to know. Well, look, we're coming up against the break here, Rick. If people have additional questions, want more information about radon, what's the best way to get in touch with you? Best way to reach us is either by the telephone at 413-737-0272 on our website at massradon.com. And uh, those are probably the best ways to get a hold of us. We'd love to talk to anybody. We're great for giving out information in general. You don't need to call us if you just have a problem. But if you don't want some information, feel free. Beautiful. Guys, as always, Steve Ravithis, our number 413-998-7466. We'll be right back with Rick from Mass Radon. Hi, from North Point Mortgage, your local mortgage lender. We cater to first-time home buyers, offering a full range of loan programs, including USDA, VA, FHA, and mass housing. With state-of-the-art technology, we streamline the mortgage process for you. North Point has offices throughout New England, including West Springfield, Rocky Hill, and Sturbridge. Please contact Melissa Ostrander at 413-977-8155 or at mortgageswithmelissa.com. I look forward to hearing from you. Melissa Ostrander, MLS number 1396546, North Point, MLS 1515. Are you thinking about selling a piece of real estate in the next three to six months but aren't sure where to get started? I'm Steve Ravithis. I run Ravithis Realty, and we would love to talk to you about how we can position your property to get top dollar. Our team of experts can help you make the appropriate repairs, stage the property, and make the property stand out online with professional photography and videography. Please give us a call at 413-998-7466. That's 413-998-7466, and talk to one of our listing specialists. Attention Massachusetts and Connecticut homeowners, 2019 is shaping up to be a fantastic real estate market. I'm Steve Ravithis, I run Ravithis Realty, and we focus on Western Massachusetts and Northern Connecticut. Let us help you sell and get top dollar while the market's still hot. Call us at 413-998-7466. That's 413-998-7466. Who you choose to work with matters, and we want to be your real estate resource. Are you thinking about purchasing real estate in the next three to six months, but aren't sure where to get started? I'm Steve Ravithis. I run Ravithis Realty, and we love educating people about the home buying process. We want to be your real estate resource, from helping you find the properties to aligning you with the best local lenders, inspectors, and attorneys to facilitate your transaction. Please give us a call at 413-998-7466. That's 413-998-7466, and talk to one of our buyer specialists. Welcome back to Your Real Estate Resource. I'm your host, Steve Ravithis with Ravithis Realty. And uh, if you're just joining us again, uh, we've got Rick Galarno from Mass Radon LLC. Rick is the founder and and consultant of Mass Radon. Uh, He's a certified radon mitigator. um, So they test and mitigate systems. 
Um, Rick, let's pick up with um, you know the the actual mitigation system. So we talked about the testing and, and, and the hazards, but so I've tested. Now it comes back that I've I've got a problem. What's the first thing that you're going to do with, with this uh, either current homeowner or new homeowner to start the process? Okay, so what we'll do is once we get the call, we're going to uh, we're going to ask some questions about the home, the age of the home, what the t- test results were, and things along that line. We're then going to schedule a free evaluation where we come out to the house, we look at the situation, we can determine uh, where we're going to place the system, which is basically a PVC pipe that sucks the air from beneath the slab of the basement um, because that's where radon tends to accumulate and then it works its way into the house. So looking at the house and depending on if the basement is finished, unfinished, if they have a utility room, how many cracks are in the floor? Are there sumps that need to be dealt with? In, in other words, covered because a sump pump is an opening through the slab, which allows radon in. Uh, so those have to be considered when we do the systems. And uh, try to gather information so that we can design a system that's going to work effectively and look as appeasing as it can for what they are. Okay. And so this is all free. You guys are going to come out. You're going <clears> to <throat> figure out this whole plan. It's not going to cost me a nickel yet. Correct. Okay. Uh, and you're, you're digging a hole um, into the ground. How deep is this hole going? So when we install a system, what we do is we core drill a hole, about a four and a half inch hole through the concrete floor. Now, okay. Most concrete floors are about six inches thick. Okay. So we do drill a hole through that, at least one, sometimes two or three holes, depending. And we remove that core of concrete from the hole. And then we see what kind of material is under there. Uh, depending on the age of the house, depending on the builder, there can be a pretty wide variety of materials underneath the house. Since we're trying to move air under that slab, the bonier and rockier the material that's under there is actually better. Some builders will actually put in a layer of stone before they pour the concrete on top of that. Other builders back, and especially more back when you get into the 50s and 60s, excavated the holes and then just kind of put back in some of what they excavated graded it out and then poured the concrete on top of it so the uh, the uh, ability for the air to flow through what's under the slab is is a huge factor in how many suction points we call them that we'll have to install in the basement if there's stone under the slab then that tends to allow airflow to pass through easily we are, can get away with using one suction pit pipe and a yep. smaller size fan. Um, the side benefit to having a radon system, especially in houses with stone under them, is moisture reduction. Uh, because it's pulling moisture, pulling air from under the house, moisture comes along with it and vents it to the outside. So it can be also used for uh, moisture reduction um, reduce any chances of having mold and that kind of moldy stale smell you get in your basements a lot uh it's a side side benefit to that um so once we uh, you know determine the material under there and and how uh, how well it's willing to let up airflow we'll uh, design the system we'll figure out where we're going to put the components um, there is a radon fan that's attached to the pipe that's mounted on the exterior of the house, and that's a code requirement um, for installing systems. And then the vent, the fan vents itself above the roof line of the house. So the fan is on the outside, and then there's a pipe that comes out of that fan. It goes all the way up to above the roof line and vents the radon there. The purpose for that is 
they don't want what they call reentrainment, where if you're venting the uh, gas uh, below on the first floor outside, that somebody doesn't open a window and have radon coming back in the window that's being removed from the basement. Yeah. So all those things are what's considered when we design the system. And um, and then that's of course affects pricing as well. Right. If it's one story or two story, one story, two much? story. The amount of materials, how much work there is, how much uh, cracks have to be sealed in the floor, sump pumps, things like that. So. Uh, and that fan that's constantly running, or is going to kick on a couple of times a day? Or? Nope. That's a constantly running fan, continuous operation. Yep. Um, they carry a five year warranty on the fans. Um, many fans typically lost, and we've had fans that have been out there for twenty years that are still running yep uh so and the biggest factor on determining fan life is all going back to airflow again with under the slab so if you have a situation where you have a hard packed dirt or it's wet and clay and muddy kind of under there then the fan's going to have to work very hard to try to pull air through that and the air passing through the fan is what cools the fan, and a cooler fan lasts longer. Okay. So it's it's a factor that uh, that we really don't have any control over. It's what's there is what's there, and we deal with it accordingly once we find uh, what it is. Would it be fair to say then that how high above the you know the four per, or the four uh, threshold is not necessarily how expensive your system is going to be? It's really going to be right. how easy is it is to, to vent it out? Right. Exactly. Exactly. The level has no no bearing on, on cost the, uh, of the cost system. of the system. Yeah. It it's really all depends on the other variables we just talked about. Yeah. So. Let's go best case scenario to worst case scenario that you've seen as, as far as costs on these systems. All right. Cheapest system that we've seen, which is basically one pipe coming up out of the slab yep. with a small fan. Uh, and say it's a ranch house, so we're not using a lot of yep. materials to get above the roof line. You're looking at about nine hundred to a thousand dollars somewhere in that ballpark. Okay. Uh, worst case scenario is a system with a large high suction fan, multiple suction points in the basement, and you could be looking at around fifteen hundred or so. Okay. Uh, again, it's ballpark. So nothing too too crazy, even in your worst case scenario. No, so. it's really not, considering the uh, the health effects and, yeah. and what you what you're you know solving for a problem I and mean, you really can't get much work done in your house for $1,500. So yep. all right. Have- so you guys come out, you do your free evaluation, you give me the plan, you give me an estimate on it and I say, Rick, do the job. Right. Is this, you know, you'll be back in a week and it'll take a day type of a thing? Yeah, we'll, uh, we'll get you scheduled as quickly as we can, as quick as the schedule allows. Yep. Um, we'll, uh, we'll come out, we usually arrive at the house about eight in the morning and typically installation of radon systems takes about three to four hours. Okay. Uh, then we're out of there and the house is clean, left just the way we found it. And, uh, and you're then able to test for radon, do a post mitigation test about 48 hours after that. Okay. So it's important that as far as real estate transaction goes, if radon is found in a house at a test that you, you let us or let someone get on it right away because there is a little bit of a factor, just scheduling time, obviously, uh, to get the system installed and then the 48-hour wait and then it's another 48-hour test that has to be done. Gotcha. And you have to wait for results back. So you you can kind of start stretching that out and you sure. get too close to the closings. So you want to kind of get on it right away if it's a problem. Any maintenance once you guys install the system? On the airborne systems, uh, for airborne radon, there's really uh, no maintenance to speak of. It's um, it's just an ongoing system that runs continuously. We do install a monitor on the pipe 
uh, in the basement that indicates whether the fan is operating or not, and that's something you want to check every once in a while when you go down in the basement, make sure that the fan is still running and doing its job. Uh, but as far as maintenance for that, no. Um, when we get into water systems, there is maintenance involved with those, and it's usually a once-a-year cleaning and sanitation of the equipment that we install to remove it from your so, well water. Yeah, let's just go and, and talk about that. I know there's a couple of different options on the water side of things if we find it in the well water, so let's, right. let's talk about those options. All right. Uh, so would, uh, in the well water, uh, the only way to remove radon from your well water is with aeration, and that what it does is it bubbles the water, and it strips the radon from the water and then sends that up a vent pipe also. Um, <clears throat> there's two types of systems that we now install. One is a indoor uh, aeration system, which typically goes in your basement, usually around where your well pump or your well tank is. Um, we tie into the house water supply, run it through the aeration system, and then back into the house water supply. So the water that's being stored in the tank in your basement now is radon-free water, and that's what will go to your faucets. There is also a new technology that we're excited about and been installing, and that's where we can treat the well at the source, out in the yard at the wellhead. Um, so if you have a well, uh, a lot of people, you'll notice you have that pipe coming up out of your lawn with a, with a yep. cap on it. And that's a well casing, and we can now aerate the water in the well casing before it ever enters the house. So you no longer have to have the equipment in your house. And while it's fairly quiet equipment, it does make a noise when it's running and when it's refilling the tank. So it eliminates that problem. It also eliminates the maintenance issue um, with uh, we have with the other units that we install in the house. Those units do require a once-a-year cleaning and sanitizing. Um, it's water that sits in there. This is water you drink and bathe with and, and cook with, so we want it to be clean and bacteria-free. So it's important to get those cleanings and, uh, and sanitizing done once a year. Let's talk about the cost between those two different systems. I assume it can vary a little bit, but just ballpark. Yeah, it's pretty. Uh, they're actually we're working very hard to keep the house. Uh, the prices um, uh, pretty compatible with each other. So you're looking at about uh, four thousand dollars or so for a airborne. Uh, from sorry for a waterborne uh, bubble up system. They call it aeration system. They're a little more expensive because of the technology that's involved in it. Um, and there's only two companies in the country that make that equipment, so there's not a lot of room for you know competitive pricing. Yep. Um, so that's what happens with that, and uh, it, it, the prices are pretty similar. And um, we work our best to keep the prices reasonable for people. So with the newer technology, are you just really starting to steer everybody towards the one in the well versus the one in your house if we can get them for the same price? Yeah, yeah, we are actually yeah. trying to when we can. Um, it's, a, it's a quicker installation time and, um, and uh, less intrusive. We're not in your house uh, so much other than to shut off the power to the well. And the rest of the work is done outside. Um, and we... Uh, that's essentially uh, where we're going with that, um, is trying to keep it uh, compatible and, and do both. Some people prefer the inside system. Sure. And if you have the room and the space to do it, that's certainly an option too. The other new technology that is involving the airborne radon um, is to um, a new type of fan. We have what they now they make a low voltage, okay. high suction fan, which is designed to draw air through really tight soils under the slab. And it's a low voltage, um, so it requires less power consumption. Awesome. Exactly. 
Awesome, Rick. So much information. We are up against the break here. Quickly, if people want additional information uh, about radon, how to treat it, how to mitigate it, et cetera, what's the best way to get in touch? Please give us a call with any questions, any information you need. Our number is 413-737-0272. Or you can uh, jump on our website at www.massradon.com. And there's information there as well as contact. Beautiful. 